happy beginning of Epiphany. Yes, Epiphany starts today, and um, as you know, Jesus was born into reality. He was born into a society, a group of people, at a place, and yes, there was an announcement made by angels to shepherds that he was being born, and yes, there was a star and Magi, these people from the East, came and followed the star and found him. And yes, there was a king who was in power who heard about this and was not happy. So Jesus was born into reality. And it's fascinating, right? Because all those people in power, you know, the government, the religion, all the systems with power, they didn't want to give their power to this baby. So what happens when you have a power conflict? You take action and protect your power. And that is the reality of Jesus in the life that he stepped into. So you're going to read this follow-up story, the kind of the epiphany story that happened after Jesus' birth, sometime within the first two years of his life, that Joseph, Jesus' stepdad, was given instructions through a dream to flee, to run away, to get away from the powers that were that were after them. And so they flee to Egypt. So here is the scripture from Matthew chapter 2, verse 13. Now, when they, the Magi, had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt. Remain there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for this child to destroy him. And he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, out of Egypt I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, became furious, and he sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem and all that region who were two years old or under, according to the time that he had ascertained from the wise men. So that's the reality Jesus was born into. It wasn't all wonderful angels announcing things. There was reality. And epiphany is about reality. This great word epiphany comes from the Greek, and it means appearance or manifestation. And the idea of epiphany has its roots in the sun rising in the morning. It's like an awakening and light dawning. And so the word epiphany has the sense of a visible manifestation happening. So for Christians, we celebrate Christmas, the coming of God to earth. And now in epiphany, we celebrate the reality of Jesus' life being lived among us on earth. His life, his testimony, his witness. Just in case you were wondering what the Book of Common Worship says about Epiphany, here's what it says. Epiphany is the celebration of God's manifestation or self-revelation to the world in Jesus Christ. In particular, we celebrate the revelation of God's promise and purpose to the nations of the world. As the Magi came from the East to worship to the Christ child, and God's covenant of grace is extended to all who believe the good news of Christ Jesus. The symbolism of light is important, not only because of the star that guided the Magi, 
but as it relates to the bright dawning of God's self-revelation in Christ. So again, this amazing thing's happening now for 12 Days Epiphany, where we're celebrating the light is here. Jesus lived. He was among us as a person. So we are celebrating light coming into darkness. And not only are we celebrating that God did these things, but that we have the opportunity to participate, to bring light into this world, and to participate with God in that. And we are going to take a lot of this time to invite you to share some of your wow stories from 2021. So I know you're already preparing yourselves th about that, but before we get to the invitation for you to come and say, I want to say something about words. This is what Eugene Peterson writes about words. He says this, that in a kind of rough and ready sorting out, most words can be set in one of two piles. Words for communion and words for communication. Words for communion are used to tell stories, make love, nurture intimacies, develop trust. Words for communication are used to buy stocks, sell cauliflower, direct traffic, and teach algebra. So we are going to be sharing some words this morning. And at some level, yes, we are communicating some information. We're sharing information. But also, the reason we share these words is for communion, to speak to the light that we have received from God and to share that light with others. So that's what we want to be doing. Now, Christmas is a little too close, so let's think back to Thanksgiving. And at Thanksgiving, what do you often say? Ah, oh, what is your favorite Thanksgiving food? And you answer? Yeah, a lot of different things. So, but this is how communication goes. You are communicating some information. You just communicated that to me. It was very flat. It was just information. But what happens at Thanksgiving dinner when you say something you like? For example, I say, I really love stuffing, communicating. And then somebody responds to me communicating for themselves. I hate stuffing. That is awful and yucky and terrible. And now, how do I feel because of your communicating? Well, I feel like I'm a lesser person because I like stuffing. So you can think about how this communication, this just throwing information around goes. We're just putting things out there. But communion is different because what happens in communion is that we're sharing something to be known. We're sharing something not just for the sake of information to be passed along, but to be known and to also know. And so in communion, we are speaking these words to share who we are, to get to know who you are, and to do it together. And so when somebody says something like, oh, I love stuffing, and in communion, you might say, huh, thinking to yourself, that stuff is awful. But you keep that in your head, and you say the words, oh, that's interesting. What is it that you like about stuffing? And tell me more. And it gives you the opportunity not to just share some information, but now to share a story of, man, when I was a kid, I, I had Thanksgiving with my family and my grandma made stuffing. For some reason, as a kid, I loved it, and I carried this memory with me through life. And then you can say in response to that, wow, I know a little more about you because you just shared in communion. It wasn't just information. 
It was an opening of communion. So we are going to have each of you welcomed to the front to share some wow story of what God has done in your 2021. Now, I know some of you are trembling in your shoes, unwilling to do it. That's okay. Some of you are very willing and just going to jump right up, and I need you to do that. But there's a middle group of you who are just like on the edge, and I really, truly invite you to share your light this morning. And so what we're going to do is I'm going to say, come up to this front pew, line on up on the pew so that we'll have a nice flow of story after story after story with no long dead pauses. We'll have a nice flow. And each time somebody says their little story, 30 seconds or so, speaking into the mic with it close to your mouth, by the way, after somebody says their story, we all, of course, are going to say, wow, thank you. Because we want to appreciate that they just opened up something about themselves and shared it with us. It's not an information dump. It's a sharing of who they are and how they've experienced God. So with all that set up, I invite you, if you have a story of your 2021, of something about God that was a wow encounter, something that you felt encouraged or supported or given hope, or just something you feel grateful for in 2021, and you just want to come up here and say those three words, I am grateful for, and then we're going to say, wow, thank you, because that's brave to share. All right. So if you are willing to come and share a story, come on up, line up on this front row with Charlie. Charlie's going to be managing the microphone. Oh, yes, there's, there's a massive movement. Yes, don't be shy, everybody. Come on. It's great. It's wonderful. This front pew, just line on up. Oh, yes. Hooray. All right. Looks like Tom's first. Come on, and maybe stand right here. Yeah, and you can take your mask off for talking. Thank you. And they each each one of these stories involves uh, well a, a storyline of some history to them, actually, but I'm not going to go into a lot of that. Certainly at the beginning of 2021, they were messy, and there's a lot of reality in those stories. Uh, and for some reason, God has asked me to be part of all of that. And uh, they certainly involve the church, the church here. Uh, they also involve, uh, obviously, I'm here, they involve uh, restoration. And so... Uh, the first story of the three, two of them involve my daughters. I have a daughter that's 40 and a daughter that's 42. And so I'll start with the youngest, uh, 40. Uh, and uh, her husband, my son-in-law, uh, has uh, graduated from the Air Force Academy and for uh, 20 years uh, has been a pilot of various assignments. Uh, and the uh, most recent assignment, at the end of the assignment, as he was... Uh, departing Afghanistan, uh, we found out that uh, uh, his responsibility there was uh, the uh, commander of uh, the uh, C-17s that were bringing out 
will be uh, uh, refugees or evacuees. Uh, the total involved about 310,000, and uh, he was the commander that was uh, in, in charge of that. And so certainly that was a miracle because uh, for 20 years he's been flying in and out of uh, the Middle East, uh, many times in dangerous situations because he's also involved in uh, special forces. And uh, so certainly a miracle to find out that, uh, particularly the last month, very dangerous uh, he actually was the commander of the last flight uh, at the end of July. Uh, and um, uh, so anyway, and again, he was able to actually ended up obviously uh, involved in a lot of uh, uh, press as well. So incredibly uh, thankful for that and to have him home for Christmas this year um, and, and safe. Uh, the uh, second is my for about my 42-year-old daughter. And uh, she is uh, uh, two children, uh, six and eight years old, um, uh, works in, in um, senior management for uh, one of the largest international consulting firms. And uh, she, at the beginning of this year, she was just finished up a divorce. And uh, also um, what became obvious was uh, a I, I do want to go back. I want to talk about my other daughter. The church here was involved in praying for the whole month of July for my son-in-law. And, um, and, you know, just have to give credit for, you know, the prayers that were uh, were given there. So anyway, I'll, I'll go back to my, my, my other daughter as well. Um, and bef during the divorce, I just saw her go quickly down into uh, uh, alcohol issue that she actually began probably in college, certainly in her marriage of uh, 12 years. It got worse and lives in Texas, no, no offense to Texas, but, uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, I really saw that that got worse. And I mean, to the point where between myself and others, we were finding out that she was blacking out, uh, she was missing work, um, and it was very, very, you know, serious. The week before Thanksgiving, uh, she gave me a call, and she said, I have, uh, I'm going to be entering on Friday into um, a recovery program in, in where she lived at. And so she's in five weeks in that. And again, I've mentioned that to a, a couple of people here. Obviously, it's pretty private at the time. Um, and certainly had uh, your all prayers here. And... Um, She's now, she finished up uh, a couple of weeks of in a home, and then she said the last, last couple of weeks where it's a, an intensive outpatient. And uh, obviously we all know when those kinds of situations are involved with addiction that um, it's reality and it, it's going to continue. But it just could not be in, in a better position, and uh, certainly I rejoice in the Lord uh, that my daughter is I was one of those that was going to sit on the fence, and now I'm up here. Um, Tim told me to close my eyes, but then he left fire up here, so I don't think that's a good idea. Um, 23 years ago, 8 months and 19 days ago, I 
kind of had a falling out with the Lord. I didn't feel like he had protected me and mine. Uh, That obviously was not a very good decision on my part as I proceeded to hit rock bottom years later. Having done that, I said, well, I need the Lord, but I can't get hurt like that again. So I'm going to go put him on probation. Half in, half out, and that too did not help. So uh, as I entered myself into recovery in August, I woke up, drank their crappy half-calf coffee, went and found uh, Pike's Peak from Ted Haggard's old porch, and I prayed every day as I saw the sunrise on Pike's Peak. Only this time when I prayed, I didn't pray for things. I didn't pray for God to protect us, protect me, protect mine. I prayed that he would show me his will and have me do his will and have his will done through me. So uh, that's what I've been doing. And just I didn't realize it at the time. There's too many coincidences to actually tell you about what those coincidences I have deemed to be blessings because there's just too many in a row and me standing here right now is one of them that uh, I could not imagine what it was like for me when I was in the throes of that addiction. So uh, I am thankful to Tim and Susie as it feels like every sermon's just about me. And uh, I am thankful for the Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has given me a peaceful mind, a joyful heart, and a loving soul. That's all. Okay, gotta change this up a little bit. Um, uh, Josh is my son, and I had no idea what he was going to speak about. But one of uh, the greatest blessings in my life this year, 2021, is to see him recovering from alcohol addiction. Uh, it makes me feel so wonderful as a as a father, and uh, it sure takes a lot of stress off too. You know, thank you God for that. Um, and uh, I had. Um, a nephew born this year uh, who we consider grandchildren, and uh, uh, he's a grandchild, and so the God blessed us with him and our family, but uh, now they're moving to Texas. No offense to Texas. Uh, but uh, in any case, um, it, it's been a real eventful 2021, and I am truly blessed, and I love these guys here today. This man right here. Thank you. Uh, Good morning, everyone. Um, My name is Aaron Burton, and this is my wife, Melissa Burton, and I'll let her do the talking. 
I'm just going to make it really brief and say I'm thankful for community and communion. Um, my husband and I came to Platt Park before we were engaged, um, and since then we've been married. Praise Tim and Susie. <laughs> um, made it through a, an ongoing pandemic, but still, you know, we keep on keeping on. Um, and I personally have experienced a lot of highs and lows. Sorry. two uncles and so that was a low um, but a high is I'm an immigration attorney and so it's been really nice to see community respond to the Afghan humanitarian crisis and just um, refugee crisis in all its forms um, especially in the last year or two so it's been very rewarding work um, and also just to kind of see both people being settled in a settlement professional way um, come together and um, realize that you're not an island. Like, there are other people out in the world that exist that need help. Um, so that's just been a high. And of course, getting married <laughs> um, by Tim and Susie this year was definitely a high. So, just thankful. I would just echo, you know, I think last year had a lot of highs and lows. Uh, personally, one low for me was uh, losing my grandma. Um, she passed away um, at the ripe age of 89. And um, it was unfortunately right before our wedding. Um, but I'm really grateful that my grandpa was able to make it. And so he was able to, to witness our wedding. And then that was definitely the high of the year was um, being able to welcome Melissa um, into our family and for her to welcome me into her family and for us to, to start our own family. <laughs> Sometimes God gives you definitive words. You will have a son, Zachariah. You will name him John. Mary, you will have a son. You will call him Jesus. But most of the time, the reality is, is that God has you walk a path. In July 2020, Carla and I were sitting on a dock, and we said, it's time to move on from the church that we're in. At the same time, we also said, well, when... When should you retire, Dave? And we just picked July 4th, 2021 as a tentative date. And what this is about is that in the first six months of this year, I worked through, is this the date? Is this the time? Is this the place for God to not retire, but for me to move on to an encore career? And that um, the story is very long. But in that six-month process, I turned in my resignation to the company I was working for on July 4th, 2021. Um, it took me two months to uh, extract myself from all my responsibilities. But now I'm looking forward to where God will use me 
and use Carla and I in the kingdom of God. Thanks. So I'm a crier, so if I cry, don't be surprised. <laughs> I'm usually a hyper crier. But um, uh, our years start off pretty rough. Um, but I want to say that this year I have started to become appreci appreciative of the small things. <laughs> um, one of my favorite things is during the school year, um, actually for the last 20 years, I told myself I would get up to exercise. Never could do it. But my daughter wakes up at 5.30 every morning, and her and I get up at 6. I mean, I get up at 6 with her, and we have coffee from 6 to 7. I wouldn't be up that early if it wasn't for her. And I'm just so thankful that we just spend that time just sitting there, and we're not on our phones. Well, sometimes we're comparing stuff, but we just we just have that time to sit and be together. And it's and it's kind of just made me thankful for those little things. So I'm Bob, the hot dog man. Well, first, I don't even know where to begin for 2021. Most of the time, I was laying in bed. I had all kinds of sickness. Doctors don't know what I had. They know if I had COVID or not. They don't know what the heck I had. So anyway, I just want to say I got special people in my life. thing I'm leaning on was given to me by Josh, one of the speakers that we have here. This was my Christmas gift from him. I don't know if you know, but I coached him when he was seven years old known the family. They accepted me as one of them members. And I'm grateful for that because my family out here, you know, they turn a certain age, they don't want to have nothing to do with you. And the rest of my family's back east. I have a lot, lot to be thankful. Like I said, I had, I was in bed for eight weeks at one time with sickness. I was in bed eight weeks with the back injury. Uh, Charlie came over, spent some time with me, prayed with me, and then there was Tim. <laughs> he came over, and I'll tell you what, he cleaned my apartment, and he did an excellent job. If he ever loses this job, he's got a future. <laughs> He spent about an hour and a half 
I don't even spend an hour and a half cleaning the place. I mean, he, em he emptied the vacuum cleaner. He cleaned that up. He cleaned the filter. I mean, he did everything. I mean, <laughs> that is a wow. <laughs> I want to thank Lana Phillips because she kept bringing me over food, drinks. I couldn't get out of bed, so most of the time I ate food in the bed. And that's not easy to do when you're laying on your side. And I tell you what, I think the bed got a lot of food too. So anyway, 2021 has been a nightmare for me. But, you know, coming here and the support of the staff, the band, my friends out there sitting in the pews, if you can call them pews, I don't know what you call them anymore. Uh, they might have different names these days. Uh, benches. There we go. So I just want to thank everybody that's here. And this wonderful family. I'm not going to forget the Allisons. I'm going to say family because I cannot pronounce the last name. <laughs> and I don't want to feel stupid. <laughs> so I'm calling it the Allison family. I mean, they've been great. Her mom, the little one, Hazel, adopted her as my niece. So I just want to thank them. I want to thank... Um, Huh? Grotty family and the and the kids. Let me say anyway. I keep calling. Okay. But anyway, that's enough from me. Thank you all and God bless. I'm Carla. I go with Dave. We've actually been together for 40 years, we celebrated our renewal of vows here. Um, um, but what I wanted, I wanted to echo what Angie said about it's the little things. I'm grateful for the little things um, this year, just the rhythms of life. And I feel like um, entering into this church community has been an invitation. Often it's like, well, we should do this. And we know there's a lot of things we should do as Christians, but I feel like here at Platt Park we're invited just even Charlie used the word today, invited to retreat. We're invited to worship. We're invited to think more deeply about Jesus and God. We're invited to um, just go deeper. And so I feel like that invitation is what I needed at this point in my life. And, you know, there's all the stuff in my head I know I should do, but the invitation. And I do feel like some of those rhythms, even just from the past, of and, you know, over 60, I've been walking with Jesus for a long time. But there's always something new to learn. And I feel like those rhythms have helped sustain me in this um, year now, two years, however many years it is. You know, this is God's time is different than ours. <laughs> and pandemic time is different, too, maybe. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I'm just really grateful for the invitation to go deeper here at Platt Park. Too. 
second go round after him. Um, I'm really grateful for watching Sunrise. And I don't see that often. So I'm grateful for all the times that I come to church. And even when I don't feel anything, to believe that something happens. And I'm grateful for the times when I feel God's presence. But it's really hard to be grateful for that in a smaller amount than the other, you know? That was not well said and well thought out. That's what I get for crying. (laughs) Um, And I am grateful for every time that I um, have the honor of speaking the word of God here. And I love to read scripture out loud. And I don't do that on my own at home, and I don't know why. (laughs) Um, And I'm grateful for the word of the year painting, and I really hope we do it again. Hint, hint. (laughs) Um, Because it hangs on the wall in my house and reminds me, oh, right, that's what I'm supposed to remember this year. And I'm grateful for the freedom to be in the balcony on some times and do my own thing. (laughs) So, um, and I'm grateful for this space, to keep hanging to this space. There's something about the rhythm of that that's a gift to my soul. Wow, thank you. This is so great. Thank you all for opening up and sharing some of the light that you received this year with us. We um, are, I have a prayer, and then the band is going to be back up. So band, if you want to come back up. And I just also want to prepare you, because I'm going to go prepare my fresh cinnamon rolls I'm going to go put in the oven right now. So just get yourselves hungry while you sing. And let this be a joyful noise to the Lord as we end 2021. Um, So let's pray. God of endless light, you sent a star rising from darkness, guiding seekers and sages, overwhelming us with joy. Let the splendor of your dawning light grow in us and in all the world until the whole creation shines with your glory through Jesus Christ, our light. Amen.